You are now listening to The Bannerman, an L.A. Kings podcast. I hope everyone realizes how close hockey is right now. It's so close that Vardy is watching the Kings play right now as mm-hmm. we record this in sunny San Diego. How are you tonight, Vardy? I'm good, man. The boys are down 1-0, but it's a, it's a thin roster to say the least. No Kobe, no Brown. You know, I think they secured their roster spot. I think they did enough in camp that uh, coaching staff doesn't need to see another, you know, another game out of them. You think so? But uh, I, I, got, I got high hopes. I got high hopes for that Kopitar kid. Good for them. Good for yeah. them. I'm sure Daryl Sutter. And you know, some, I mean, some bubble guys here, you <laughs> yeah. know, like Martinez. I don't know. I don't know. Got to get a little more, get a little longer look out of him. I was going to say, I'm sure Daryl Sutter would make them earn it. That's right. Earn it. Daryl's actually still walking in the in the back halls of the pond right now, looking for Brownie to do a bag skate for him. He hasn't quite come to yeah. terms yet that he doesn't coach him anymore. <laughs> oh. So, Sick burn. So we are in mid-season form, as you can tell. <laughs> uh, and and the season's right around the corner, Vardy. It looks like the Kings roster, for the most part, is set. And, and we kind of projected the roster last time, and boy, were we wrong on, on a few. <laughs> Way off. On a few accounts. So the it's the return, guys. You know it's hockey season when the Bannerman Eat Crow per 60 ticker is up. And we are often running. Is. That's right. With a terrible, terrible percentage. Actually, <laughs> I guess for an ECRO per sixty, it's an excellent percentage. That's right. I mean, I don't think we were like terribly far off, but there there was a couple people that it looks like are not going to make the uh, roster, and we had them in our final roster projections. Uh, young Matt Luff, I believe, being one mm-hmm. of them. Yes. Sent down. Earlier than expected, I would say, Vardy. Earlier than expected, <laughs> he was sent down. Um, I thought, you know, and I think you agree with me, I thought he would be a late cut, but obviously the Kings had a much more clearer picture of what they want to do with this roster, what they want to do, specifically with the rain, because, man, the rain are going to be a good, good hockey team, right. top to bottom. So, um, classic Kings, you know, let's, uh, let's season them boys. Mm-hmm. They're never ready, <laughs> you know. They're, they're, it's just that's the bottom line. They're never ready. Um, but in the case of two guys, Blake Lazat and Toby Barefoot, mm-hmm. Tobias Bornfoot, is that I, I don't even know. Oh, I got to learn that. There might be an umlaut in there somewhere. Yeah, sure. But it seems like they might surprise a few people and actually make the opening night roster with uh, Bjornfoot being. A longer shot, I would say. Yeah. But even Blake Lazat, I think no one had him penciled in anywhere. I mean, yes, he played one game last season. Um, he was so impactful that I didn't even remember him ever <laughs> playing in an NHL game. And that's not, you know, that's just a little joke there. But he has had a hell of a preseason capped yeah. off by that last game uh, where he was making plays all over the place, finding guys open. Great vision on the kid. You know what? I, how I feel about playmakers, Vardy. They're, they're near and dear to your heart, big guy. You know, I love me a guy who could dish. Mm-hmm. I love me Jason Allison. That uh, boy could, that boy the could big pass dish. the puck. Wayne Gretzky, <laughs> not bad at passing. A couple of my I favorite heard. guys. Um, Joe so, Thornton. Joe Thornton. Love that guy. His <laughs> crazy beard. What are your thoughts on those two young players? I think, again, I think it's, it's worth clarifying that Lazat, in my mind at least, 
Like we knew the we knew he had potential because they signed him as a college free agent and all that. But really, I don't know if anyone thought that he was going to come into the real deal training camp and push like this for a roster spot. Like, and when I say thought about this, I don't mean like oh two weeks ago. They, I'm I'm talking like June. You <laughs> right, know, right. like no one was sitting there in June of 2019 and going, you know, who you got to be looking to make the Kings roster is Blake Lazat. Like, that was not on anyone's mind. And I defy anyone to, to tell me otherwise. Okay? So, but I think going into the, the rookie showcase in particular, he started opening up some eyes. And we talked about that too, that like he was, his his play was complimented by anyone who watched the Kings play for a longer period of time. And we saw one game, he looked good, but he just didn't really jump out at us across the course of one game. But clearly that has not been the case in this preseason. Like you mentioned that that uh, that last game, um, was that against Anaheim now? I'm losing yes. track. But yeah, the last game against Anaheim when they shut him out, he looked great. He, he was just making all sorts of plays. And maybe the team in general was looking good. But if you're a young guy looking to make this roster, that's exactly what you got to do. And that's, I think, partly the reason why Matt Luff was sent down i get that he was sent down before the reigns training camp opened up and there was probably some method to that no question in terms of how many people got sent down and you know because the rain had a full training camp essentially worth of roster players to start but i again i i don't for the life of me believe that looking at how this team ended last season and going into june july of this year even august of this year before the rookie showcase that anyone was sitting there saying blake lazard is going to last longer in training camp than Matt Luff. So that's why, to me, that's that's surprising. And then and then Bjornfoot, I mean, I, I you don't have to listen to us. You just you can listen to Drew Doughty's post game interviews apparently because oh he will. I I, I think, I, you know what it almost reminded me of. It reminded me of that scene in Anchorman where where uh, Chip is just kind of spiraling downward and talking about <laughs> I know exactly. when this is all over i think we need to buy an apartment yeah, together exactly, like yeah, exactly. it was it was going down that rabbit hole i felt like the longer drew was given that post game interview about how much he loved playing with big boy toby and uh you know do i think he's gonna last the entire season i don't but i think he's seriously making the case for that nine game look before he gets sent back to to sweden because that's his destination. He's not old enough to play in the in uh, the AHL, so it's either NHL or right. back to right. back to Sweden for him. Right, and you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of what players would say about Drew Doughty in, in his rookie mm-hmm. year and his first training camp. It was the same kind of gushing and high praise, and it was funny because in that interview on on the program on the game. He kept saying, I've never seen an 18-year-old come into the league. And I was just like, what about you, Drew? You know, you were kind of kind of like that. Uh, but obviously a way different player. A couple of times I've mentioned, the times I've seen him play, I've rarely really noticed him. And I always right. – and that's not a uh, – to take that's anything – It's not a diss. It's not a diss, yeah. but at the same time, in my mind, I was like – why is why is everyone so high on him? And then I realized, oh yeah, he's eighteen, and I don't notice him. Right. That's the point. <laughs> like that's right. why he is being so highly touted. You know the cliche words: calm, cool, collected, ice water in his. That's that's that guy. Nothing super flashy, nothing spectacular, but 
he's just a kid, and he, once he gets even more comfortable in the NHL, you can imagine that he's going to start right. showing a little extra of his skill set. But, man, how about that Jake Muzzin trade, Vardy? Looking better and better every day, man. I'm going to say, I'm going to put that in the W column for the boys in silver and black. Jake Muzzin for Carl Grundstrom, Tobias Bornfoot, and um, who do we end up snagging? Oh, yeah, Sean Dersey. Sean Dersey. Sean Dersey. And speaking who of... Who's another guy who yeah, looked... Great. I thought he looked good. Uh, yeah. He probably needs more time, obviously. Right. But going back to the rain, man, look at the defense. The Ontario Reign are going to roll in with Austin Strand, Mikey Anderson, Sean Dursey, Daniel Brickley, Kale Clegg, Chaz Redekop, just to name a few. And I think that's their right. entire defense right there, actually. You know, you brought up a name. I thought Clegg had kind of a rough couple preseason games, man. Yeah. And I, I feel because it's like he was he's kind of been the longest reigning, highly touted D prospect that we've had. And... It's almost like he's kind of fallen a little bit down that ladder behind Bjornfoot, obviously, and then even Mikey Anderson. You know, like I think Jersey now, it's kind of funny. And, you know, I realize it's one game, but like, man, he just, I, I saw a couple games and I was just like, he's just making the wrong read on these plays. He's yeah. pinching at the wrong time. He's he's like covering the wrong guy on the, on the odd man chances coming backward. And it was just so... I don't know. I'm, I'm not projecting anything necessarily, but I think it's a little telling that he's cut before Bjornfoot is, right? Like, I, I, I don't right. want to read too much into it, but that has to mean something, doesn't it? Drew Doughty like, never gushed about him. Right. I think that's exactly. what it comes down to. Exactly. Exactly. I don't remember Drew Doughty talking about that about anyone. I'm not even sure he said that about Muzzin at any point. I'm pretty sure Sir- he had... Bad things to say about Muslim in private. <laughs> Certainly never said anything about, about Forbert like that. No. Confirmed. But, yeah, yeah, Clegg, I think, look, not all players are created equal. Not all players develop equally. Everyone has a different trajectory. Not too worried. Let him go to the rain with that stacked defense. Yeah. Let them have a good season. Let's take a run at the Calder Cup. Fine. Have something to celebrate. Because, man, they're a deep team. In goal as well, on offense, they just look good. So that's right. something to be excited about uh, from a Kings perspective. It's not going to be a good season, I think, as we'll let you know in a little bit. Because, Vardy, it is our third annual season <laughs> preview episode. We go mm-hmm. through the entire league. We tell you where every team's going to finish. We're wrong 60 to 70% of the time. But you can take it to the bank. You could take it to some kind of bank. <laughs> That's well, right. Hopefully a bank that will not take your money. Uh, anything else on the Kings before we jump into our season preview? Uh, no. You know, I mean, just I guess to kind of look real quickly as to who's still left in the camp roster right now. Mike Amadio, Anderson Dolan is still up there. We haven't really talked about him all that much. Uh, Brown, Carter, Clifford, Grunstrom is still up there. I think, I, I don't know. Like, I, it, it's still interesting, I think, as to who's... Uh, Pro Corkin is still there. He, like Wagner, he's an interesting. Still, I mean, one. he is. I think he has to play. Right? Isn't I? I, think, I have to remember how that how his contract was signed. Whether it was truly a a two way deal or not, I can't remember right now. I really don't know either. But I, I I remember possibly reading that should he not make the team, he's going right back to Russia. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, and that's kind of expected, right? Like, 
but it's it's interesting. I think I think there's still a little, and that might explain again why the Kings have been able to make the cuts that they've been able to make. Because even when you send down a guy like Luff, who's had NHL experience, you're still having to choose between Lazat, Prokorkin, Kupari, Grunstrom. Anderson, Dolan, and Amadio as guys who still have to round out your bottom six. Not to mention guys like Mario Kempe who have NHL experience, but he's probably going to get sent down. So it's it's still there's still a little bit of a of a camp battle there for sure. And even on defense, you know, if you keep Bjornford up for nine games, and that means okay, so one of Matt Roy or Sean Walker is going to get sent down. Uh, Martin Furk was sent down. He was another guy that I thought, based on his NHL experience, yeah. would kind of be a bubble player, depending on how stacked they wanted to make Ontario versus keep a younger guy up in the NHL roster. You know, right? So I think there's still some interesting names still there, and we might have some light uh, surprises in the bottom pairings or in the or in the bottom six. So uh, we'll find out in short order. I mean, they they only have one more exhibition game left after the one tonight. Yeah, it's pretty much down to the wire, figuring out. Oh, Ben Hutton. Ben, we haven't. We, that, we, yes, so he's gonna. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah, yeah, so that happened. He's after. It wasn't even a question. <laughs> I mean, surefire. Exciting. One year deal. I'm, I'm kind of. You know? Yeah, I'm not excited about Ben Hutton, but it's exciting that <laughs> it seems like we might have a surprise, just one mm-hmm. or two. Uh, in years past, there's been almost no surprises. I would say. Right out of uh, right out of training camp, anyway. So right, it's nice. I would really be excited if the Kings decide to to roster both Lazat and Bjornfoot, even though it's probably not going to happen. Right, it would kind of tell me like we're different. We're a little different. <laughs> I know. We're willing to try things. It, that's what I'm saying, man. Just if this kid can play, I'm talking about Bjornfoot now. If he right. can play, and if he's got Drew Doughty in his corner. Why not? At the Why cost of one. Eight games at at just... least the eight games. At least right. the eight games. And if in eight games he really, really surprises you and he looks like he belongs, just just play him. Right. For those for for people who aren't like you know all up to date on NHL contracts, basically an uh, NHL rookie deal, your first year of your contract kicks in after you play your ninth NHL game. So you right, right. or your tenth? I forget one of the two. I think it's your ninth. So basically. They can have a player like Bjornfoot play eight NHL games and still decide to send him back to Sweden, and it'd still be fine. His first NH- his first year doesn't kick in for his contract. Uh, Dex just put it in on the empty net, so whatever. Cool. The dude who paints his face for preseason games at Ducks games is super excited right now. Good for him, man. Good for him. They're going to have a tough season. They are. So it's all good. I might yeah. have them last in the Pacific. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Okay. I think that's all I've got in terms of, like, Kings updates, necessarily. I don't think we ever discussed how excited we are about the Chevy logo jersey returning. Um, that's true. I'm a little amped for that. Yeah. Uh, one thing that bothers me, though, Vardy, about all these re-releases. What mm-hmm. do you, you know what it is? I'm not sure. Is there some inaccuracy with the jersey that you're going you're gonna to pick out? Correct. Uh, the captain's letters are not okay. listen they're they're too centered <laughs> they're, they're sh- they need like has this been confirmed i haven't four seen the inches Chevy to the left <laughs> that's all i'm saying even the flames 
so the flames brought back their heritage from the 90s. Yeah, the white one. Even the captain's letter on that jersey is like in, almost in the middle. I don't understand. Just push the just damn thing the, to the left. The stitch lines or whatever. Whatever. Force them to just, do that. Just stitch over the stitch lines, dude. Yeah. It's not hard. Freaking clown Hold show. Anyway. Look this up. Yeah, look it up. But, hey, man, but I, I appreciate that because there's a certain oginess to these things that you have to like you have to get it right for the for the hardcore oh yeah man look at that holy crap i i just looked at the the flames one that's awful that's that's so bad i am deeply oh my offended dude that is so bad because it's like <laughs> it's a huge c and then the other c is like almost directly above it almost like it's like c to the power of c kind of thing <laughs> like a mathematical <laughs> Yeah, not feeling it. Not feeling that. It is. It, it just odd. It weird. looks. Just take it. Stick it to the left. That is strange. And honestly, friend, the, I agree. The Kings is a little better. It's not as maybe it's the CC thing <laughs> that you were talking about, carbon copy. But <laughs> it's a, it's C to the power of C. It's really bad. Yeah, man. The Kings one isn't perfect, but again, too close to the neckline. Too close to the center of the logo. All you have to do is just pull up the Google machine, look at some Wayne Gretzky photos, and fix the problem. That's all. It's, hey, easy. Yeah. Easy peasy. But it's, uh, it's fine. It's fine. It's not a big deal. I'm not going to cry over spilled milk too much. I'm sure when they debut, I'll be really pissed off. But, yeah. But I'm fine. But you I'm, have until February for yeah, that, so you're a lot okay. Of time. And, and uh, by then, things might be so bad, I might not even care. So <laughs> That's true. We'll see about that. That's true. All right. Should we get into it? Should well, we get into our, I am our the meat of our conversation Let's here? Let's do it. All right, Vardy. So as we always do, my friend, the two other times we've done this, yes, we, we're going to start out east. And we're going to start out with the Metropolitan Division. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm Ye ready. The old Metro. Um, going to be a good division. Going to be a good division because some Deep. teams are actually not terrible anymore. Yes. Uh, yes. And we'll get into those teams in a second, but I'll start off. I got the Washington Capitals. We're going from top to bottom? or Top to bottom. Okay. All right. First place in the Metro, Washington Capitals. Just still good. I mean, what else yeah. is there to say? Coming off their, their cup, which was not long ago it seems long ago but i think they've got a good mix they still got their guys they've still got ovi kuznetsov i think <laughs> nicholas, nicholas backstrom he does somehow he escaped with like i think a four game slap on the wrist it wasn't even for like yeah. legitimately doing cocaine on camera it was basically like conduct detrimental to the team i think is what they gave him the Which, suspension for that's fine that's fine, whatever. Uh, Nicholas Backstrom, TJ Oshie, Tom Wilson, Eller, Verona, Carl Hagelin Just, kicking around. Right, and they got rid of Burakovsky for yes to Colorado. Someone, right? I'm not sure Which, for who. I'm not sure either. I can't quite remember. Maybe it was for picks. The fact is, they they could afford to because Verona was doing well enough where Burakovsky was like basically playing third line for them anyway. Right, and. And it didn't affect anything really with regards to their to their lineup. 
Deep um, as always. Yeah. The real reason they're going to win the division is because Brendan Leipzig. That's Washington big money. Capital. Uh, their defense, though, man. That took a little hit, right? Because they moved Niskan into uh, Correct. to Philly. Correct. Um, so what they have is, is John Carlson, Dmitry Orlov, Michael Kempney, uh, Christmas Juice. Right. And for some reason, Ratko Gudis. On that team, yeah, I think that was I think that was part of the Niskanen move, if I remember correctly. I don't remember the trade, but I think Radko Gudas is terrible at hockey, so that's right. not good. Um, so yeah, I got them at first. Yeah, I think I think I agree with that. Truthfully, I it's uh in my mind, it's a, it's a one-two between them and the Islanders. I really think it can go Ooh, either way, going high just on like the it did. I mean, just look at it last year, man. Last year, they kind of came out of nowhere. And Barry Trotz, I think, has proven time and time again that he knows how to coach a group of guys, man. And now the Islanders have Varlamov in net, too. I think that's a, that's a more solid upgrade. They were using Tomas Grease for an extended period of time, and they still had 48 wins. You know, but they had, I mean, they had Lehner, for sure, and he had a great season. But I think, I think... The potential is very, very much there for their players to take another step forward, and they maintain most of their roster as well, if I remember correctly. You've always got, you know, Barzell there. You've got Anders Lee. You've got Eberle. Eberle is, is he was whatever, I guess. But but like, he, um, so I don't have. So you have the Islanders second, I would assume. Uh, I I think so. I'm. I'm yeah, I guess so. I it was one two between them, but I would say I would say them. Yeah. So yeah. I, I have them lower, significantly lower. Really? I do. Yes, and we'll get. I will get there. We'll get there. But I think since you covered the Islanders so well right there, uh, my coverage will be short. I have Pittsburgh in number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Malkin, Crosby, Gensel, Hornquist, addition of Alex Gelchenyuk, which I am excited for. Mm-hmm. See how he does over there. Um, their defense, mediocre as ever, never matters. Who cares? They've never needed it. No, they don't care. Uh, Latang, Schultz, and then a bunch of dudes. Rock and roll. Matt Murray, still a good young goaltender. Still 25. Pretty crazy. Yeah. When you think about it. I think You don't think the, the loss of Kessel is going to affect them that significantly, huh? No, I don't. I think... Well, all right then. I think Jake Gensel is due for like some kind of a monstrosity of a season. And I sure hope so. I drafted him. Good for you, man. In an uh, NHL draft. 24 years old. Just a clutch type of a player. He, he's like built for the playoffs, but I think he's going to have a monster regular season. Uh, I, I, I really think Galchenyuk, I'm not sure which line he's on, but he's going to have a pretty good center. That much I am sure of. And I think he might, Surprise some people. I know he, a lot of people wrote him off a little bit. He's had his ups and downs since leaving Montreal, but I like him. I think it's it's a good trade for Pittsburgh. Nick Bukestad, an underrated kind of middle six player. He should be fine. So I think they're going to be second. I, I just I'm not going to doubt the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're just always good. And as long yeah. as Crosby and Malkin are down the middle, I think you're good. Absolutely. I think that's I think that's very reasonable. And this is this is again coming down to my opinion, just how I think there's there's a very 
a nice separation of talent in the Metro. Still a very, very deep division. And they had five teams make the playoffs last season. And I think that might be the case again this year, comparing them to the Atlantic, mm. personally. Um, but, yeah. I uh, So... I think I I think I agree with Pittsburgh being third in my mind. I, I think they finish exactly the same way as they did last year. I think it goes Washington Islanders Pittsburgh in that order, and I think you covered Pittsburgh quite well in that, that way. Um, my fourth team after Pittsburgh are uh, their brothers from the Keystone State, the Flyers. Ooh, all right, all right. We're I, <laughs> we're all over the place in this division, and I love it. Yeah, I, I think. I think I think they made some solid moves. I think uh, re-signing Kevin Hayes, and I think having a full season of Carter Hart in there, bringing in Niskanen to solidify the defense is is definitely an upgrade over Gudash, like you mentioned. Um, Ivan Provorov having another season under his belt, kind of getting established. I think they just got a saw, and their offense is just insane. Their offense, their top six players are good. just. I mean, Giroux, Voracek. Uh, Kopechny's due for like a solid breakout season. Couturier just keeps getting better every year. It seems. I'm sorry, not, not. Uh, I, I meant Konechny, not. Uh, I forget who I said. Kopechny. Yeah, I don't know. I anyway, Kopechny. but anyway, anyway, right. Yeah. That's what I'm anyway. But like JVR, hopefully having a healthy season. He only played 66 games last year. I think there's enough talent there um, to really put it all together now. Um, and if I'm remembering correctly, they also have a new coach, do they not, with Elaine Vigneault as their coach? Am I making this up? Because I seem to remember, uh, let's see here. If I'm completely wrong, we'll just edit this out. But no, <laughs> I am completely correct. He Stays is, he the, is the Flyers. That's right. Perfect. Whew, made the cut. <laughs> yes. So with Elaine Vigneault now at the helm, um, I think – there's a lot of potential there in Philly and a lot of locations to kind of make things happen for them. I think they're going to be right up there in that conversation. And I think they make the playoffs this year. Ooh, I do too. And we'll get there. Uh, my third and fourth teams then, uh, I have Carolina in third. Mm. Uh, kind of cruising into, not cruising into the playoffs, but I think they're going to be in the playoffs. I, man, I like the mix. Them jerks, man. I like the mix of players they have. Yes, Justin Williams looks like he might randomly appear in March and be like, <laughs> I'm back, guys. Sebastian Alho, Tavo Teravine, and Nito Nierreiter, Ryan Dezingle, under the radar, wonderful a- kind of signing. They got Eric Halla. Uh, Andrei Svechnikov is going to play. I think Martin Nikish is going to make the team. Uh, he just signed an entry level contract, I believe. So mm-hmm. he's probably. In- Man, that's a good little mix. Of young and it's and, a fun team, veteran for sure. Talent, uh, their defense between Hamilton, Slavin, Gardner, and Pesci is a good defense. Uh, Joel Edmondson, like, is their bottom pairing guy. He's pretty right. solid player. So right. they just got him for trading Falk to St. Louis. Right, and it's so it's it's goaltending essentially, where that you kind of look at and say, well, how's that going to look between because it's Mrazek who's. I don't know if he's proven himself yet. He's he's a pretty good goalie. I'm not sure if he's like one of those clear cut number one guys. And their backup yeah. is James Reimer, who's you know he's 31. He's essentially right. just 
I don't know, possibly he, on the last contract of his career. He's about as backup as backup can be. He is the backup in right. the NHL. Right. <laughs> so, the NHL backup. So <laughs> James Reimer. So yeah, I got Carolina three, and yes, uh, I have I have Philly in four. Probably a wild card team, most likely, I would say. Um, and then at five, I'm actually surprised that I didn't have them higher. It's the New Jersey Devils. With the pure insanity that was their summer, right. um, I was really tempted to put them higher. I really was. Because up and down the lineup, man, they they just seem like they're loaded. Taylor Hall, Wayne Simmons, Kyle Palmieri, Nikita Gusev rolling in there. Right. Uh, so he's going to play Pavel Zaka. And who can forget the youngsters and Nico Heischer and Jack Hughes? Right. Oh, and they got P.K. Subban on D. Right, just for just fun. for funsies, just to throw them in there. Goaltending, yeah. goaltending, goaltending is going to be. I think that's what, that's what really kept me from from pushing them up, because I think it's Corey Schneider. Yeah, and, and Mackenzie Blackwood. Blackwood, and it's just like uh, doesn't well, inspire confidence doesn't, either. No, way. and Corey Schneider, who I've always been a fan of, just doesn't seem like. He's got it anymore. Yeah. He's struggled. Yeah. He's had a very rough go at it the last two or three seasons, and it's too bad because there was a time where he was an elite goaltender. Yeah. And he no, definitely. fell on hard times. Uh, who you got in fifth, Vardy? Um, so I kind of lost track here. So I had Washington, Islanders, Pittsburgh, um, Philly. Philly after that, and then I had Carolina actually mm. in the five spot there. And again, I think it's close. I think it's close, and I, I really like Carolina. I just think that the teams ahead of them are slightly more experienced and have made all the right moves. I still think they make the playoffs. I think those five teams are all making the playoffs in my mind, which means that the next team, number six, which I believe is the Devils, just misses the playoffs. Mm. That's yeah. that's where I'm at with that one. Yeah, so like I have not fifth. I don't know what the wild cards could break anyway. Maybe they sneak in, maybe they don't. Yeah. Uh but man, they're gonna be better. I don't think there's any question about that. Oh they no, have yeah, to be I better. agree. I agree. I think they easily easily get like ten more points than last season. Right. They finished at seventy two points. I think they get eighty two points plus. Right. I think they're they're gonna be right on that ninety point bubble, truly. Yeah. So number six, I have the Islanders missing the playoffs. Ugh. And not uh, a fan, huh? It's not, you know. I think last year there was a lot of emotion there. I think they rode with the Tavares. They rode a wave, and they rode Robin Lehner. Right. He, there was a stretch there where he was the best goalie in hockey, and I don't think Semyon Varlamov is as good as Robin Lehner right now. Mm. Uh, I, I'm very bullish on that. I don't like their forwards. You take away Barzilla, who's outstanding. Matthew Barzell is is going to be one of the best players in hockey for like the next decade. That's how much I think of him. Fair. But if you take him out of the equation, it's just a whole lot of like, ugh. Anders Lee's a good player, but he's 29. Not that that's old, but he's just never been a game-changing type for me. Uh, Brock I Nelson. Think all... I think he's very much, Anders Lee in my mind, is... Is very Dustin Brown esque. I agree. I agree. In totally. my mind, I agree. Uh, he's one of these dudes that, like, unless you're a fan of the Islanders, you don't really. He's constantly 
just like oh, he's a guy who happens to score goals and then you look and you're like oh man he's he's like a he's got 30 yeah yeah he's got 30 again <laughs> yeah um brock nelson i think what could have been i'm sorry like yeah he's a good player but i remember in his first few seasons everyone was like this guy might be like an elite type goal scorer could say the same for jordan eberly then you got like a just a bunch of you know josh bailey i, I think he still had a good season without tavares Casey Sazikas, right. Leo Comer. I just I don't see it. Even though they have Derek Broussard on the roster, which I completely. I mean, missed. he's like third line, fourth line yeah, center he, at this point, if anything. Yeah, he's thirty-two. Yeah. I, I don't even know if Andrew Ladd's playing hockey. Um, <laughs> I'm putting my faith in Trots, man. I the I don't. Man knows how to coach. I don't blame you. I just he I, finds I, the talent. Yeah, I just see. I just think they're coming back down to earth. It's fair. It's possible. That, maybe, maybe this, maybe this year they're high on the new arena deal. You don't know. That's true. Maybe that's real, what does it. Real fired up about that. Um, <laughs> all right, Vardy, who you got? Um, so, so I had the Devils there, and then after that, um, I have the Rangers. Actually, ooh, a little sneaking the, up. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> Actually, I don't think they are. I think in my in terms of my division standings, they've just kind of like flip flopped. Right, right. I think they'll do better, but I don't think they're going to move up that much. Listen, they've been by numerous publications been voted to have like the best prospect pool. Right. Not the least of which being driven by the fact that they've got you know Capo Caco coming in and everything, and they've got talented guys. They've got Panarin now. They do. You know, do not underestimate his ability. I think goaltending and the health of of Lundqvist and a little bit of their defense kind yeah. of being meh is really what's going to be a problem. I think they're going to have a lot of these like 6-5 games, you know, <laughs> like that just give you an absolute heart attack. The talent is definitely there on the forward court, don't get me wrong, but I just I don't have the utmost faith that this team can kind of like make it to the playoffs. No. I just really don't. Uh, I have them last do you? Yeah, I have him last in the division. Panarin. So you think? The, so you think the rotting corpse of the Columbus yes. Blue Jackets? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I do, and, and it's and it and it's strictly like a pride thing, it's an intangible mm. kind of thing where I think Columbus. Yeah, pride. You know, seventh place. <laughs> Their pride is gonna land them in the seventh spot. That's what I believe. I think they're gonna be better than the Rangers. I don't think they're gonna be good, obviously. But man, the Rangers just never change. I'm sorry. When's the when's the last time the Rangers rebuilt? Like legitimately rebuilt their team. You would yeah. think you would think this was the opportunity, right? Yeah. Capo Caco, you got Kraftsoff coming in. I, I don't know if this season is gonna happen, but he's 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 knocking at the door. Like and they go out and they're like, We're gonna get the top free agent in the market. I'm I completely agree with you. I'm gonna give you the flip side. Okay? And maybe this is not so much the issue if you're the Rangers, but how often anymore in this day and age does it happen when you have someone who's a generational talent, which I think Panarin is. He is not a generational talent. You don't think so? You don't Once think he's that Once in a generation, talented. no. I think he's a okay, fine. Extre- he's a top ten player in the league. Okay, I'll okay? do that. Okay, but I don't he's think a top he's, ten. Okay. He's a top 10 player in the league and has shown the ability to be that type of player consistently by himself. Like, without the need of a second player, without the need of a center necessarily. Yeah. 
how often do you have a player like that anymore actually make it to free agency? I agree. And then say that like your team is the one that he's prioritizing signing with. I agree with you. Uh, but I can probably name 10 teams that would probably be like, no, not now. Well, maybe one. <laughs> and that's the king. That's right. I, I'm just saying like. But especially if you're going to sign a guy like that to an eight-year deal or something, or seven-year deal, or whatever it was that he got, I think that accelerates your rebuild. And especially if you're the Rangers, you're you're doing things in a weird way. Yes, they lucked out with, with Kako after that or before that i guess and so that maybe pushes you a bit yeah it's it's a very different mentality here's the thing it looks like the the rangers have some players coming off the books next season next summer so i don't think their cap is going to be hurt in any way by this contract um but like then what are we is it going to be panarin zabinajad and a bunch of kids and I don't know. It's just, I don't believe in them. Uh, I don't believe in their goaltending. I think Henrik Lundqvist is tapped out. I think right. He's given everything he can to hockey, and I don't believe in their defense. Um, Jacob Truba, I think maybe you could argue Brady Shea, but I think Jacob Truba is their top defenseman. Yeah. Maybe Brady Shea sneaks in. Brendan Smith's good. Mark Stahl's still there. Anthony D'Angelo, good player. Adam Fox, good player. But it's like, I don't know. I just don't see it. I think they're going to be last again. All right. Well, I mean, we're we're literally arguing with between sixth and seventh place. Those here, are so. the fun arguments. All right. Or seventh, seventh and eighth place. Anyway. <laughs> uh, all right, Atlantic. I think this is going to be <laughs> we're gonna right. Maybe breeze By through the, this. Yes, Columbus Blue Jackets, last place in the division. We figured per my we standing. Did, we did the math. Yeah. On that. There's there's just nothing <laughs> left there. They is, were absolutely gutted. I I do want to take a look before we move on, at Fine. the Columbus real quick. Fine. Just to, to Corpusalo. As their, the, the corp, as their starter. The corpse of Solo. Exactly. Uh, yeah, Atkinson, Dubinsky, Gus Nyquist, Nick Foligno, Wemberg. P- PLD, good player, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. Right? <laughs> it's going to be a tough haul for them boys. Yep. Um. Anyway. Fine. Maybe you're right on that one. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> Atlantic Division. I wonder who we're going to have in first. Um, in first place. <laughs> Maybe the team that was ahead by 21 <laughs> freaking points last season. The Tampa Bay Lightning. And somehow, they're better. I don't know how That they, Braden Point contract just upsets me. How did they me. do it? How did they do it? Braden Point signs uh, a, just a sweetheart. Of a deal, three years, six point seven five, and you know what the best part is, Vardy? He's still an RFA after yep. it's over, which is just yep. just beautifully, masterfully done by the Tampa Bay Lightning. They add Patrick Maroon to their already devastating offense. Um, right. They'll be they good. Shattenkirk. Shattenkirk, because you can never have enough solid defensemen. <laughs> well, defensively, I don't think he's all that great, but in terms of like. Guys who can contribute to your power play. He's their number six defenseman. That's what I mean. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah. But, like, as a defenseman, I, you don't shine, sign a guy like Shattenkirk for his defense, is my point. You sign him to play play 14 minutes and have him dish the puck on the point, basically, on the power play. Yeah, and uh, that power play obviously needed a lot of help. 
So they go out and get Kevin. Kevin, where are they? What were their? What was their power play last year? Thirty percent. I'm I'm overshooting, but <laughs> something like that. I mean, I it felt like they were automatic on the power play. So Tampa's in first. Tampa's in first for both of us. Uh, in second place, I'm buddy. <laughs> the Toronto Maple Leafs are gonna finish higher than the Boston Bruins. It's happened. This tis the season. Uh, but then you know Austin Matthews has to go and do just. Just you know, what a dumb shit thing a, they do. Just a dumb kid. But he's, you can't be doing that. Like, rumblings now that the Leafs were on the cusp of naming him captain. And because of this assery, <laughs> Jack assery, he's probably not going to lose the captaincy, but they're going to hold off and not announce it until he... And they're going to give it to Mitch to make his dad happy. Yeah, his dad would love that. Um, I got Toronto. Who you got? Uh... I, man, every year I, I vote against Boston. <laughs> every year I tell myself the Boston Bruins are not that good. And every year they remind me that I'm stupid. They're good. Let me. I think it's just partly me this. internally not wanting to give credit to another Boston team. I just I can't bring myself to do that year after year in multiple sports. Yeah. So, and thankfully, anyway. Yeah. I think Boston sticks around at number two. They're just a stacked team, man. They're getting better yeah, every they're, year. They're, Their defense they're, is just. They're so they're, good. They're, incro- <laughs> they're, they're so good. Just head, head to toe, head to toe. They're good. Name a position. They've got at least like two dudes that you would kill to have on your team. Yeah, it's true. I have nothing, nothing to say. I mean, Jake, like. Let's forget the veteran core that they have, who are still like ticking, like pumping it's away, like eighty no points, problem. like no one, yeah, no problem. Right. Bergeron, Krejci, Pasternak, Young, obviously, but Marshawn, right. who's a vet, right. no problem. Sprinkle in a little, you know, Charlie Coyle, Dan who had Dan a Dan fantastic yeah. time there after he was trained there, Good traded times. there. Uh, Jake DeBrus is only twenty-two. He's probably going right. to pop thirty this season. Right, Tori uh, Krug. Krug, McAvoy, Carlo. Just, you know, no big deal. Chara, Grizzlick, and Tuka Rask at 32. Just, <laughs> yeah, he's still stopping pucks. Like. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm telling, It's just hard. It's hard to bet against a team like that. They're I'm, just well-coached. They're deep. They're, they're a good team, man. I, I just they're a good team. I don't know why. I just I feel like every year I think it's Toronto's year. <laughs> I don't know. You're, you're you're like a Leafs fan. I'm a, I am in that way. Maybe a closet Leafs fan. Um, is it because they have Tyson Berry Tyson now? Tyson Berry is makes that all the difference. Uh, Alexander and a full season of, of Bill Nye. Everything. Uh, yeah, and, he's, he's got to be better. And, and Jason and getting Spezza. getting rid of Nazem Kadri. <laughs> Jason Spezza might not make this team. Yeah. That is a legitimate that... situation, ladies and gentlemen. He might be cut from the Toronto Maple Leafs <laughs> because they are nasty on offense. Yeah. and maybe just getting rid of maybe that's why Matthews did what he did like they knew some, someone that needed to be the ass of the team now that Kadri's Hey-o. in Colorado yeah uh, who you got in uh, fourth place there Vardy or should I get? yeah so well no I mean so I agree with you that that's that's going to be the three yeah. for sure but yeah. I think it's going to be basically the same as last year I think Tampa Boston Toronto uh, I think number four is going to be Florida. I got Florida as well in number four. Yeah. 
Um, They're a good team. It's time, baby. That's what. Yeah. It's, it's time. They you are, got the bob now. They got a good goalie now. He's pretty good. Um, their defense is still kind of a work in progress ish, but their offense is humming along. Yep. Ever I think Mike Hoffman was a great addition. All that nonsense that happened, whatever in Ottawa, water under the bridge. Huberto, Barkov, Hoffman, Trocek, dead and off. That is uh Potent. Pretty pretty good. Right. Pretty good. Um so yeah, I, I got them in the fourth spot as well. Uh number five for me in this division. The Buffalo Sabres. Nice. <laughs> They're coming. Nice. Uh, I think they're going to challenge, I think, finally challenge possibly for a playoff spot. Um, Jeff Skinner got a lot of money. Good for him. Jack Eichel, still pretty good. Honestly, their forwards do not inspire a lot of confidence outside those handful of players, to tell you the truth. But I just think Rasmus Dahlin is going to have a monstrous season. Mm-hmm. I, I really believe he is. I think last year he just kind of he was starting to figure it out. You could tell from his body language he was feeling comfortable, and in his twenty-year-old season, I think he's going to have a great season. Uh, Rasmus Ristolainen, good defenseman, goaltending, yeah. Yep. But but like these are the reasons why like they're a bubble team. You know what I mean? Like they're they're very bubbly to me. Well, I I think a lot of the Atlantic is. I think when you get past that top three, I think this it gets very bubbly. This was the most difficult division, I think, to to line up. The Central is going to be pretty hard too, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But this was pretty hard uh, for me too. Montreal, um, I have them after Buffalo Mm -hmm. because I do not like them. (laughs) (laughs) And I never will. Uh, Again, just a big shoulder shrug for me. Yeah. You know, Kotkin, 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 Gotta say that <laughs> yes. three times. Is their number one yes. center? If, unless Druen is a center, I don't know. That changes week to week. Um, and Nate then, Suzuki, maybe. Yeah, maybe. And then, just, I don't know. Arturi Lekkinen is good, I guess. Max Domi had a good bounce back. Brendan Gallagher scores his goals, but Carl Ausner is like their. I'm I'm not even sure what I think Petrie's probably their their best defenseman. Well, yeah, uh, they got Chariot. Okay, is it sure? I don't know how you pronounce that guy's name, but he was Charo. He was he was very good for Winnipeg. Who is man? I can't wait till we get to Winnipeg. What a mess. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, missing the playoffs. I have it as uh, Toronto at three, Florida at four. Um, Montreal at, at uh, I, 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 sorry, at Florida, Buffalo, then Montreal. I That's see. how I have it. I have Montreal at six. So I, I, it's I kind of too. in like, it's, it's kind of in a division of like three, three, and two for me in terms of like, they can kind of, you know, Tampa, Boston, Toronto, I think that's, that's the order for me. Uh, Florida, I think definitely comes in at four Montreal and Buffalo. They can like slug it out up until the last week, in my opinion. Yeah. And then in comes Detroit, and Ottawa. who, yeah, <laughs> no, Ottawa comes way, way after Detroit. Correct. <laughs> Even though they're in the same division, they are just, the less I say about Ottawa, the better. Yeah, but Detroit, yeah. I think Detroit is actually, especially now with Stevie Y at the helm, I think they're trying to 
sort of do a slow rebuild, let their guys kind of come up uh, and, you know, see if if this is the year that a guy like Rasmussen maybe makes the team. Right. And, you know, I, I think they're just going to let things slowly progress and, and try to build from the draft like they have historically done, you know, when they had guys like Iserman and, and Fedorov and Lidstrom, although they didn't draft Fedorov so much. But you know what I mean. I think I think they're going to take their time, and Iserman's going to try to do in Detroit what they were successful in doing in Tampa, which is build internally and bring in the right guys and let this team kind of mold on their own. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be better than they were last year, but not better than the teams ahead of them, obviously. I, I do wonder if Philip Zadina is going right. to crack if this, this is the year. terrible lineup. Uh, yeah, that would be exciting. So Detroit has some things to look forward to. Ottawa, yeah, it's a, it's a tough time. Shabbat. Tough times. Brady Kachuk, they got good player. Hey, Shabbat. Brady Kachuk's got... gonna be good. I have no yeah. doubt. But other than that, I mean, their best defense. Who is their best defenseman? Can you name him? Shabbat, dude. Outside of Shabbat, who's their number two? Did I mention Shabbat? You did. Do you what think, about Shabbat? Do you think it's Nikita Zaitsev? Or is it Dylan DeMello? <laughs> These are the questions, right? Uh, okay, we're done with the East. We're done with the East. Yeah. We're done here. Central Division. My God. Murderers Row for like the fifth or sixth straight year. Yeah. Um, up top, Vardy. I think Nashville stays. I don't, did they win last year? I can't remember. Yeah. But, okay, yeah, so Nashville with an embarrassment of riches up front. Mm-hmm. Still, they just can't get it done when it matters. But I think they win the division again. I don't know what, what they'll do in the playoffs, but you add Matt Duchesne to Ryan Johansson, Philip Forsberg, Mikhail Granlund. It's just a good team. Kyle Turris is like their third line center. Uh, defense still just trucking along without PK. They'll be fine with Ryan Ellis, Roman Yossi, Matthias Ekholm, uh, and then just a bunch of dudes. Like Steven Santini, Dan Hamus, and Pecarine on his last legs. Guess what? No problem. UC Soros waiting, <laughs> waiting in the wing. So yeah, first waiting place. patiently. He's so patient. This guy has to be. <laughs> Here I go, out on a limb. Ready? Yes. The Dallas Stars Dallas will win the Central Stars Division. Are, he's calling his shot. I like it. I like it, Vardy. You know what? It's not crazy. I I just think that they have made, after you know the public relations nightmare of Jamie Benn and Sagan being called out, I think they've made some solid moves. I think bringing in a guy like Pavelski is a good, good move for them. I hate Corey Perry with all of my soul, but if you're penciling him in as like, a borderline, you know, bot number six, number seven forward on your team, you're doing okay. And I think their defense is epically talented, young and talented with guys like Klingberg, Lindell, um, Heskinen. It's like, come on, Miro Heskinen. It's just, there's a lot of talent there. And Ben Bishop had a hell of a year last year. I think they really can pull things together and I'm going to go out on a limb and say they take the central this I year. I like it, Vardy. I have them in third. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think they make the playoffs. 
uh, Andre Sekera, baby. He's, he's, but you notice but, I didn't list him in the no, names but, of players that. But like, if you think of if him, he's thirty three, if he's not like a I, fossil. I know, I know, but he's got the miles of a seventy year old defenseman on him. Good lord, the man! But the, but the beauty of it is he's not going to play in the top four most likely, and that's a hell of a bottom yeah. six defenseman. Yeah. So. Yeah, I have them in third. So, who do you have in second? I have Nashville at second. Nashville in second. I, okay. I think, uh, again, this is not a precipitous fall for Nashville in any way. I think it's just, um, I don't know. It's, it's just a hunch. They're not a bad team in any way. They're right. still as good as they'll ever will be. They're deep as always. They've got the talent in every possible. They're just like They're just like Boston. They've got the talent in every location, and they just seem to have an endless supply of dudes who just come in and can just pick it up and you know contribute forty points like it's nothing. Yeah. So, I think Nashville stays there pretty well. All right. Well, I got Colorado in second. Nice. Because they are I think lightning in a bottle. They're going to outscore everyone <laughs> like six four games. McKinnon, Landeskog. You know what? The additions of Burakovsky, Kadri, Kadri, and Junas Donskoy are beautiful additions to this team. I think Miko Rantanen is going to sign. I, I think he just sign these guys. Yeah. Uh, their defense obviously is uh, not great, but young with uh, Samuel Gerrard and Kale McCarr. That's right. Wheeling around on that defense. Uh, I, I never, I've never been a big fan of Tyson Berry, so I don't think they. They lost anything truly, truly significant there. He's a big minute, minute eater. He's a great offensive defenseman, but I don't really, I don't know. I, I wasn't too worried when they lost him. Uh, Philip Grubauer seems like he's the real deal, at least yeah. a, a solid kind of good goalie, so I have them in second. Uh, they were my number three. I think, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how come we're both losing faith in Winnipeg here. And knocking them down a touch. What about St. Maybe, Louis, man? <laughs> maybe it's wishful thinking. And yeah, what about St. Louis? Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe it's wishful thinking. I don't know, but I think Colorado is just again. It's another one of these teams that they're just chomping at the bit. You know, like they're they're waiting, not necessarily, but they're just going to keep beating and beating. And I think this is another one of those seasons where they take a, a nice step forward. I mean, they were ninety points last season. They I think got better in all all facets of the game really. Yeah. Overall, yeah. goaltending is probably a lateral move, but as, if your defense is getting a little bit older, a little bit better defensively, I think you're going to see the results. So I yeah. think uh, I think number three is is legitimate for them. Yeah. Plus, Grubauer was playing most of the games anyway. Sure, but I mean, now knowing that he's the number sure, one, that kind sure. of you know that aspect of things. I got gotcha. you. Um. All right. Tough division. It's very tough because I have. I have the this, peg at four. I'll have, jump ahead and I'll tell you I have okay, Winnipeg at four. Okay. I have St. Louis at four and, mm. and the peg at five. And it's hard. It's like flip a coin. And yeah. the only reason Winnipeg's even not. We could talk about Winnipeg right now. The only reason they're not higher up is because of the complete train wreck their offseason has been. Right. From beginning to end. They currently don't have Patrick Laine and Kyle Connor signed, two of their best forwards. Dustin Bufflin is out in orbit. I don't know what's what's happening there. They lost Tyler Myers. They lost Cherry. They lost 
half their top six defense, and their defense just man, it does. Dmitry Kulikov, Josh Morrissey was a good player. Neil Pionk was a good player, but compare that to the the frightening yeah. defense that was with Truba and it's man, they're in bad shape. Yeah, they're in bad shape, and that's why they, I have them so low. I think they're gonna trade Line A. I really do. Uh, <laughs> Been beating that drum for a while. I have. But um, I, I, I do think I do think it's time. But then again, you look at the roster. You're like, can they afford right now to trade this guy? Well, even I mean, now if Bufflin, so now they put Bufflin on, um, not long term IR, but basically like suspended, suspended leave. Yeah. Right. So that opens up a little more room for them to sign Line A and Connor. And if they again fall in line with these like seven million dollar a year deals that are all the RFAs except for Mitch Marner have been signing this year, then they'll probably be fine. But um, I still think there's enough talent there on the forward lines and, and things like that to kind of to get in, you know, that 95 point bubble, if you will. Wild and card uh, sniff. Yeah. Yeah. I think, again, this is going to be the division out of um, out of the West that has five teams make it. There's just too much talent amongst these teams for five of them not to, you know, sneak yeah. in. Yeah. Well, how nice of I us think. to include the defending cup champions in the playoffs already. That's I think. Oh, am I? Am I? Well, you said, am oh, I? you don't even have them in five. No, I do have them. In five. Okay, I just, I you know, you, you worry me there. Cause that, no, that leaves I, I, too brutal. Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I have St. Louis making it in the, in the fifth spot there. But again, I don't think the separations, if I think it's going to be very, very similar to what last season was where like the difference between the fifth and the first place team was, on the order of eight to ten points, you know, like yes. a good game here, a bad game there, and and it ends up ends up being about the same. But I think there's this, this at least five really solid teams in that division that can make the playoffs. Yeah. They just unfortunately have to play each other quite a bit, and so they're going to steal points from each other. But uh, St. Louis is is a good team, man. I think getting Falk instead of Edmondson is an upgrade for them in terms of their defensive uh, setup. I think their offense is legit, even if they don't have hometown hero Pat Maroon, who really didn't do much offensively until the playoffs came around, quite honestly. Um, I think if they have a better season from Tarasenko right off the bat, I think he started off pretty slow last season, and and that's maybe why they fell behind so much in December. But then once they got things turned around, and Jordan Binnington now having a full season, provided he, he played outside of his mind, you know, from January on when they brought him up. But I think... They have definitely enough to make the playoffs and, and defend the cup. I agree. I mean, I think we're kind of underrating them a little bit. I think once you come off a good cup run like that, I think your team dynamic totally shifts. Right. I think the big difference, like you mentioned, is Jordan Binnington from beginning to end and the confidence he instills in that team. So I wouldn't be surprised if St. Louis is like sniffing around for the division even. Uh that's how that's it's, how tight it all is, really. It's wide open, man. Yeah. It, it really can be. It really can be. All right. That leaves, yeah. that leaves two teams, Chicago, Minnesota. I'll let you guess who I have last, Vardy. <laughs> the annual tradition of the Minnesota Wild being last. They are not a good <laughs> team. I haven't seen. Finally, it happened were, last year. You were right last year, buddy. <laughs> Finally. You were right last year. Just, you know, not a lot for me to get excited about with the Wild. I don't like Devin Dubnik. I think that's been well documented on our show. Um, their best player, I think, is still 
is still Eric Stahl. Um, Zach Parisi hasn't, I, I don't know. I don't want to say he's done, but he's done-ish. Miko Koivu's 36. He's medium well. He's medium well. <laughs> um, and they just, you know, just a bunch of dudes. Jason Zucker, good player, fine. Matt Zuccarello, another kind of aging player. Their defense, whatever. Dumba Spurgeon. Ryan Suter still logs those minutes. Uh, cool. Just think they're going to be the worst team in that division. They're in a tough division, obviously, but also I think they're not good at hockey. Yeah, so. yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty average, and I think the talent ahead of them really is gonna is gonna hit them hard. Yeah, this and, season. And Chicago, I mean, Chicago, 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 man, and they still got enough talent. And you know, they got Laner now, and I think do. if they have more consistent goaltending, that can go a long way for them. Um, you can't. You can never count out guys with the talent of Patrick Kane and DeBrincat kind of coming up. Dylan Strom had a hell of a, a year for them, you know. And now I'm not sure if Kirby Doc is going to make the roster. I'm not, I really haven't been following close enough to know, but it's another talent to do that they can potentially slot in there. And then their defense, even guys like Bokefist has shown quite a bit in the preseason highlights and stuff like yeah. that that I've been reading. Um, so I think there's there's definitely potential there to be a better team than they were last year. Whether they get into the playoffs, they have enough to keep up. It's it's really just a matter of what division they're in. And they're I think in, if you take they're in the, the toughest division in hockey, unfortunately, that's that's exactly what I mean. I think if you if you put them in the Pacific, it, there's a chance they get a wild card spot. I think if you put them in the Metro, there's a chance, but in the Central. There's just too much ahead of them, I think, for them to for them to make it. Unfortunately, yeah, I mean they weren't that far off last year. They were out by six points. So yeah, so sixth for them, seventh for Minnesota. On to the West Coast, the best coast, I believe, is what the kids call it. Already, the Pacific Division, right up top. I'm going with the hated Vegas Golden Knights winning the Oof. Pacific Division. <sighs> Hate them if you'd like, and we do. So, so much. But they're just good. I, they still play well. Yeah, they had a big point drop-off from their inaugural season. I think it was 15 or 16 points. Mm-hmm. But still, just so many weapons. Still a good team. Sweetheart deal on the Eric Carlson side. Um, their defense just seems to get it done. Nothing spectacular. And Marc-Andre Fleury, even though he's 34... Still probably going to be one of the top Still goals doing in the things. League. So I have them over San Jose. Over interesting. Yes. Uh, I I think Calgary still takes the division. There you go. I think again, you want to talk about a team that is young and talented and really found themselves last season, and you know found kind of an out of nowhere starter in in riddick who seems like he could be their guy at least i'm not saying he's gonna he's like a you know a vesna caliber goaltender or anything i mean he's an overaged guy basically who you know did a solid work for them but they've got a talented team they really haven't changed much in terms of that team milan lucic is the big yeah which you know i guess if that does it for you but 
and and you never know, man. You never know. Like Edmonton is such a weird situation that maybe just getting out of there and going to a different team that has a different vibe yeah. and isn't solely relying on one dude to well, two I mean, I guess they have enough guys up front, but it might just work out. I've never felt that there was any clear explanation for why Lucic fell off as quickly as he did going from LA to Edmonton. Um, well, he had, a, he had a good first season in Edmonton. I mean, but it, but as for as quickly as it fell off, and it was like, and you know, anyway, I think if there's and if there's a team that he can potentially bounce back on, you know, I'm not talking about being another sixty point guy or something like that, but maybe like a a fifteen goal scorer or something like that. I think this could be the team that can make it happen. Yeah, um, in I my was, opinion, I was I was debating on Calgary. I think I think Vegas is going to take the division, but I was debating on Calgary going second. So I have VGK, Vegas, San Jose, and Calgary one, two, three making the playoffs. I have it slightly different. Outright. Just Calgary, Vegas, San Jose. Gotcha. That's, that's okay. how I would. Okay. That's how I would say it. Not much to say about San Jose. They lost their best goal scorer in Joe Pavelski. Um, they're still, you know, Timo Meyer is getting better every season. I still, and they lost Donskoy too. They lost Donskoy. That's correct. They they kept Kevin LeBanc. Good for them. Um, but Timo Meyer, Vander Kane, Tomas Schertl, Mel still just good players. Um, yeah. I think they'll have a good they're... season. Their defense, of course, is good. We know that. We don't have to get into that too much. I've heard of them. Yeah, and I think their goaltending, obviously, is good too. So um, that's our one, two, three. Curious how how it goes from here, Vardy. Who do you have in four? Edmonton. Mm, going Oilers. I just I, – I trust in Dave Tippett – and and, and Holland <laughs> and well I definitely trust in Connor McDavid but I mean Connor McDavid was a constant the last four seasons and it didn't make any difference but I trust in Dave Tippett fleshing out the talent around McDavid and you know maybe not immediately during the season but things I think are going to get figured out enough for them to be ahead of you know the Arizonas and the Vancouver's of the world yeah I, there's too much talent there. There's too much talent for them not to be at least a fourth place team in that division. I've heard that before. Vardy. I know, but um, it's so. So I have Vancouver in four, Edmonton five. Um, I like the Canucks. I think you know they're. I think their turnaround is going to be well. I can't say going to be quick because they've been struggling for a few years. And you know, I love me some Michael Furland. You know, I've, yeah. I've made this very clear. Yes. Uh, Brock Besser just signed, uh, so that's a nice boost for them to know they're going to have him. I think I think they just outlast the Oilers. I think the Oilers still have a lot of work to do. I think they're making the right decisions in Ken Holland and Dave Tippett, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think it's going to take longer than one off season to fix their problems. Uh, can they contend? For a wild card, I guess, but the, again, the central so. No, 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 don't yeah. get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not saying they're going to contend for a wild card. I'm just saying they're going to be fourth in the division. Sure, sure. I yeah. think the drop off from three to four is going to be pretty drastic. Right, right. Um, so yeah, I have Vancouver in four, and I like right. Quinn Hughes. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. The few games that I watched him play, I was like, I am not going to enjoy watching you play against us. It is going to be very troubling. Yeah. Um. Okay. Who's your five? Uh, I didn't. 
You know, I, I said Arizona, but that argument that you just made for Vancouver is a pretty <laughs> convincing one. I guess I don't know if I paid enough attention. I don't know, man. I You know, Arizona was pretty damn close. They, were. they had 86 points last season, and I think the Phil Kessel addition is a solid one for them. I don't think it, like, again, we talked about this before. I don't think it, like, changes your team five, ten years down the line. But for the one or two seasons, I think it brings you a little bit closer to maybe sniffing the wild card. Yeah. Um, and if you know if your young guys kind of develop a little bit more the way you you hope that they will, then it might be a little bit of something. But I think it's uh, a, I think it's a coin flip, man. Arizona, Vancouver. I think sure. There's yeah. They're kind of similar in many ways. I think Vancouver's farther along in terms probably of probably because where they're because I think Coyotes are having an identity issue, yeah. whereas I think Vancouver understands what they need to do to get to yeah. where they need to be. Um, so, yeah, so that rounds out for me six teams. Do you have – did you go through your six? Uh, so Calgary, Vegas, San Jose, and then um, Edmonton, Arizona, Vancouver right. would be my other order. But, again, coin flip between Arizona yeah. Vancouver. I agree on that. Um, Los Angeles, number seven. Agreed. Uh, I just think they're better than the Ducks. Yep. That's hundred percent. I don't know what else I could add to that. <laughs> there. And I've, and I've seen enough in this preseason to feel that the areas that we were lacking necessarily last year, we will make a significant enough improvement for that to show in the standings, namely things like power play production and offense. I think there's been enough that I've seen so far, even with a kind of an incomplete roster, um, from the current offensive coaching strategy and even simple things like how we how differently we run the power play. You and I talked about this yeah. when we were watching one of the games. Like, you know, you pointed out that they're running a, a four plus one box, which is something that you haven't seen them do in ever. They've been a big fan of like the umbrella power play for as long as I can remember, but now they're actually looking to feed the middle, you know, to feed the slot, to open up the slot and to feed the slot as the primary point of attack as opposed to just trying to hammer the goaltender and pick up rebounds. Yeah. Um, I think simple things like that are going to are gonna go a long way. And whether it's, you know, the shine of a new coach and a new offensive system, there's just no way I see us scoring only 202 goals again this season. I just, I don't see it happening. And our defense has been decent enough and our goaltending has always been decent enough for us to, to you know, to keep it around that 260, 270 mark of goals against. We should be better than we were last season. Yeah, I, I agree. We, I think it's going to take time, a little bit of time, to just revamp everything. That's why, you know, if you're listening, you're wondering, why aren't they hired? It's because I think we're still, this is a process. Right. It's like a, I, I just think the teams ahead of them were yeah, farther along. That's go. all it is. There you go. And I think that, you know, Anaheim, who we both have last, is just, they haven't started their transition the way the Kings have, at least not. So upfront about it because they still have these 20, 29 year old guys, 30 year old guys, and obviously gets left higher up in age than that. They just have these guys that are still kind of in the prime of their career that just aren't doing it right now for right. them. So that it's going to take a massive decision for them to be like, okay, we're shifting gears and going this way. Because they have, we've talked about their prospect pool, man. I mean, the Rangers, Kings, and the Ducks probably have some of the best prospects in the NHL. So. Yeah, there we go. Brian. They're the only team to have scored less than the than the Kings last season. Yeah, so and that's saying a lot. All right, then Vardy, who's gonna win the Stanley Cup? That's what it comes okay. down to. Here we go. 
East West predictions, huh? East West predictions. Well, Stanley Cup final, essentially, and then the Okay. Win. Okay. You gonna go first? <sighs> yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll bite the bullet. Let's hear um, it. Let's hear it. I think I know who you're gonna say from the East. I'm gonna say I'm going to do this again. I did this last year. I think Tampa, please, Tampa, come on, man. Come on. I have the Tampa Bay Lightning coming out of the East. Do well. you really? I, you thought I was going to say Toronto. I, I thought 100% you were going to say Toronto. I just think, man, it's Tampa time. I think It's Tampa time? It's Tampa time out of the East. It's it just at some point. <laughs> you, you it's got to it happen, right? You know what it really is? It's that, it's that crushing defeat. I, I very much believe teams need to lose almost embarrassingly sometimes before yeah. they can win. And I think that was – I think Tampa needed that. I think Tampa needed to be kind of almost humiliated. Yeah, I, I really think they needed it, and I think it's going to make a ton of difference this year. In fact, I think they're going all the way, baby. I'm relighting win the Stanley Cup. But over who, Vardy, is the question. Yeah, that's a tougher one, man. That's a tougher one. And, you know, I don't think anyone could have predicted St. Louis last year making it. Um, but I'm going to double down, buddy. I'm going to double down. I'm going to say Dallas Stars to the Cup Finals. Dallas Stars to the Cup Finals, he says. He said it. I'm just I don't know what it is, man. Maybe I just I maybe I just put too much faith in the leadership ability of one Joe Pavelski. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah, well you're not but, gonna, you're not gonna like my answer. Nashville? Las Vegas. Mm. Tampa Bay over Vegas in the Stanley Cup final. That's my prediction. Vegas is going I'm back okay to with the them dance. losing. I'm okay with them losing yes. two years out of three. <laughs> yes. That actually pleases me in a weird way. <laughs> it's uh one of my one of my attendings likes to constantly remind me of the German phrase of uh, schadenfreude, take pleasure in other people's misery. That's right. Um, that's what we do here. Tons of schadenfreude. Uh, yeah, so I got Vegas in the final with Tampa defeating them. Okay. And that's it. That's our season preview, guys. Um, do not bet money on this. No. Because You will lose it. Because we have, and we have not seen that money since. All right, so the last part of our episode, Vardy, it's episode 46. We can breeze right through this, baby. Because, it's a it's a it's a quickie. Yeah. Um you you can tell me how many. Let's start there. Three. Awesome. Not gonna get it's any the, of them. It's the least you've had in God. I have a name. At least six numbers. <laughs> I, I have, have a name. I have a name, but I think it's wrong. I think his number started with a four. Uh, hey. the name is Peter Kanko. No. So he's going to be in the 40s. It's, he's going to be in the later good, 40s. It's a okay. solid name. Okay, good. So I know for a fact he's going to be in the next two. <laughs> so I'll, I'm going to throw him out each time. Um, that's all I got. Okay. Is there a so, goalie? There is a goalie in there. And, in fact, if I'm remembering correctly, do you remember – I, I want to research this real quick. So do you remember when I was, I was uh, bringing up with you – uh, that there was a Kings goaltender whose name that I could not recall who had who we picked up from Ottawa mm-hmm. and had a, a mask that I really liked and I thought yes. was kind of almost like a is pre... That, is that the goalie? I think so. All right. I think so. And it's definitely a name you've heard of. 
and um yeah is this helping you in any way no not in the least no, so okay just go ahead and tell me his name let's get it over with matthew schwinard oh okay uh i remember him playing or being yes. a part of the team but yeah um no i would not have gone that so. Okay, so he was number 46. That was one of them. He's the oldest number 46. We've gotcha. had two since then. Now, There's one who is a current Kings player. Who wore that number and changed. No. So it's Blake Lazat? Yes. But he's not on the roster. That shouldn't. It's it's He's played preseason oh, games. He played a game. No, he played one game. That's he played true. one game as the number 46. I got one. Holy you got shit. it. Blake Lazat. Um, they didn't, yeah, I forgot that he played one game. Okay, so that right. leaves one more. Who's also a goaltender. Okay. Is it... This would be really tough, because this guy, Adam man... Adam Hauser? No. <laughs> okay, well, I'm done. No. I'm done later. Uh, this is, this is, this is kind of weird. Um, Daniel Taylor? Mm, Danny Taylor, I do remember. That, really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he played for... He's a minor league goalie, but I do remember... Yeah, um, his NHL stats, he, uh, you're quite right, lots of minor league play, lots and lots of minor league play, so maybe that's why you remember him, but he had one game with the Kings in 07-08, he had two games with the Flames in 12-13, mm. and one game with Ottawa in 17-18. Mm. Not great in terms of stats. Well, there you go. Not, probably why he's... Just not a great number to talk about. No, it's uh, not. So you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give this to the best number 46 we've had already, Blake Lazat. <laughs> the greatest number 46 in Kings history. That's right. Blake Lazat, this is for you, buddy. That's it for us, guys. I'm going to Tokyo. That's right. I'm we haven't talked to... about this at all, but we're, we're sneaking this in, and God was going to head to the land of the rising sun and edit this mid-trans-Pacific yeah, flight. I'm going to edit this on the plane, guys. That's, that's dedication, that's not, guys. That's not love. I don't know what is. I mean, for the pod, guys. For the pod. For the pod. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to The Bannerman, an L.A. Kings podcast.